Hi, welcome to this week's edition of Drag Hags, where three ladies of a certain age discuss RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 3. This week, it's Andy Warhol's Ball. I'm Jan. I'm Ren. And I'm MC. Okay, to start with, I have to say, I'm never going to fucking forgive Ru for not calling it an Andy Warhol. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent point. Um, the first thing that came to mind for me, especially when the soup can challenge sort of came up, was that um, there's a the whole series of Andy Warhol Barbie dolls, and they actually did a soup can dress, which is what I originally thought they were going to do. So it was kind of like an Edie Sedgwick looking doll, and she's wearing like a stretch, cute stretch dress with the Campbell soup yeah. bottle on it. So I was surprised to see they were they were actually wearing actual soup cans. Um, but uh, so this week... Um, Chi-Chi went home last week, and there was the first positive message on the mirror from Chi-Chi. I'm honestly surprised that Chi-Chi wasn't just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Bless you all, yes. <laughs> yes, you finally put me out of my misery. Because um, it was, we've said, Chi-Chi was really ready to go home. Oh, she was ripe for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is a shame. It was nice to hear is that at least all the girls like were speaking positively yeah. about her and saying she was just like nice and warm and friendly so everybody likes her she just couldn't like keep her head in the game so it was her time yep. yeah so there was more drama a little bit between Shangela mm -hmm. and Trixie and um Trixie basically throwing herself at, at Shangela's feet and thanking her for for giving her over the note from last week and for not sending her home with Ben in the background giving them both a side eye the entire time. I'm glad you noticed that too because I made a note and it was like, am I imagining this or is Ben being very very like what the fuck here? So yeah, she was very what the fuck yeah yeah, but she was listening. So again, wheels turning. Ben is cerebral. And not dumb. So we'll see where this goes. So we're down, we're up, we're down to, up to the top six. six. I'm wondering, still wondering if it's really the top five, because we still don't know what BB's place in all this is. But we are down to Bendela, Shanji, Kennedy, Trixie, and Aja, plus BB. So things are getting tight. I guess we started off with the mini challenge, because uh, Rue yes. came in dressed as Andy Warhol, and it's like, we're doing Andy Warhol's balls, and started with the mini challenge, which, nah, I didn't really care for it. I, I usually don't like the mini challenges. Was this the first mini challenge that we had this year? <sighs> There, I think there was one the first episode. Well, I mean, there was the um, the reading challenge. That was kind of the, the reading challenge. Yeah. Right. Now, that, but that doesn't mean to say that there hasn't been many challenges. It just means to say that we haven't been haven't seen many challenges gotcha. because I have I have the feeling that they're shooting a hell of a lot more than actually we actually get to see this season. Yeah. This week was the first week that the episode went from ninety minutes to sixty minutes um, in its first run. So the other the ninety minute ones seem to be getting cut down when they rerun the following week um, before the new episode. But this one was sixty minutes, which was interesting. I'm I'm wondering why there was so less footage or if they just suddenly decided okay, we're we're good now. They probably could have done a ninety minute episode. I feel like you could feel the difference. Yeah. yeah. It was really rushed. Yeah. It's been feeling rushed. Even with the ninety minute episodes, it's been feeling rushed mm -hmm. the past few weeks. And so I think they're just kind of rushing through things just to be able to show things and, and not exactly showing what we kind of come to expect and even like kind of enjoy, you know, like the mini challenges yeah. or more workroom stuff. Yeah. You know, this is the first week we really saw a lot of effort in the workroom. Mm -hmm. Right. I think with the mini challenge, uh we kind of got some foreshadowing for Aja throughout this episode because 
she said, I know all about old glamour, and then talked about her Dita Von Tisser. Yeah, that was just like, what? Uh, say again? Yeah, I mean, granted, Dita Von Tees does have, like, an old glamour hairstyle. But she's contemporary. It's not like she originated it. Exactly. She's, like, taking it from old movie stars, you know, in the 40s and 50s. And Dita's whole thing is kind of like she's vintage glamour, but that's... Her shtick that she's looking back yeah. in the past. But she understands her pop culture. Unlike Aja, apparently. Um, yeah, I put down that it was an early clue to the new direction, yeah. too. Um, Kennedy's look for the mini challenge, I just said, was like... I mean, it was cute, but it was not really, like, knock your socks off. It was just kind of straight hair, whatever. I thought Aja did look good, though. Despite Aja her did look of, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that on her. And I, again, it was it was a little different look for her, which was nice. I put down that Ben looked amazeballs, um, and I got sort of a Liza vibe from her. Yes, yeah. absolutely. With the short hair. Um, Shanji looked fabulous with the with her braids. And, and I actually, as you know, we pointed out before, I keep bitching about Trixie and Trixie's makeup. Trixie changed her makeup for this challenge. She was very, very different. I mean, she put a little pink around the eye, but she was unmade up comparatively. And even Shangela pointed out that she looks a bit soft or soft-ish. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy that she finally mixed it up a little bit. Yeah, she doesn't have enough time to, 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 to make sure that the that the face was two five different colors. Yeah, you know? She she can't put the ruler right against her cheek so that she can get yeah, that that exactly. everything else in fifteen minutes, yeah. But you know what? It worked. Yeah, it looked, she looked good. Different mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a whole other aesthetic and that's the one thing that drives me crazy about Trixie. Um, as we talked about last week, that, you know, when doing RuPaul, one should make oneself up as RuPaul, not Trixie is RuPaul with the same makeup and the same lack of blending etc and also baby baby looked really wonderful too so um yeah but it was a met challenge i mean i looked at the portraits online too and there wasn't anything new or different i thought there might be like a whole series of each because that's what warhol did where he did like four different prints and stuff but no really i don't know anything about that (laughs) yeah gosh no you don't know anything at all because you're young and it's before your time yeah no i think actually the thing that disappointed me the most about that challenge wasn't how everybody looked it was the way that they rendered the pictures afterwards i wasn't really a big fan of the way they did them i mean i i felt it was a little yeah. bit sloppy but i'm can be very you know, it was pretty much they just used a photoshop filter I yeah think. wall filter bing yeah you know yeah yeah which is why i said when they said they put them online i was hoping maybe they would have like retouched them or done like i said a series of each queen with different colors or something and no yeah. they did not so it was just the ones we saw on screen um and then uh rube done the maxi challenge and talked about the soup can and also the runway look and uh, mentioned that bianca jagger entered the club studio 54 on a horse and i just want to point out bianca did that for her birthday it was a specific birthday party so she was kind of that's why she came in on the horse it wasn't just that somebody normally rode in on a horse because they just decided it was a cool thing i'm i'm wacky i'm on drugs i'm coming in on a horse no it was a specific purpose yes it was her birthday party and so therefore she was kind of the queen for the night and rode in on the white horse exactly but it, it was still kind of a cool thing and i did like the the horse statue that they all got to play with later on so then we got to actually, as we said, see the workroom and see them actually working on things. And they started talking about soup. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this challenge. Um, the, I mean, the soup challenge, it almost feels like, uh, well, we got to do something, something more than just like, yeah. But I feel they could have done something more interesting with it. Well, I think what I would have liked to see them do is was to have done a commercial. Yeah. yeah. The soup, like, they've done, like they did with the perfume. One, you know, and other other things when they're trying to do a brand. Since this was a branding challenge, 
you know, it's just not what you're wearing. It is how you're presenting yourself. It could have been the commercial. It could have been, you know, a Snapchat. It could have been, you know, something like that. Something that was more than just walking walking the runway with the, wearing a cap. With the narration, because the yeah, they write. Well, they're writing the narration anyway, so you're right. It would have been much more effective to do it as a commercial or, you know, an infomercial something. Yeah, and I mean, if they had wanted to keep like a runway design challenge. I would have much more preferred. I mean, because I mean, we've had challenges where they've had to come up with like three outfits before, and this was all, this would have only been two of them. But instead of doing like make a soup can, I don't know, maybe have them have to make an outfit based off of a Warhol, you know, like piece of art, like so that you could maybe get somebody who's dressed up like Marilyn Monroe, but like with the the wacky colors and stuff like that. That would have been really cool. <laughs> Yeah, like like I said, I immediately I misunderstood when I first heard what we were saying, and I thought they were gonna have to do like a soup can dress. But I said there's the Barbie that has yeah. it, so that my brain went to that. Like, yeah, you have to brand your soup, but you have to wear it, but not wear a can. It was actually a fashion based on the soup. You know, create the soup label and then wear it as a piece of yeah, art, yeah. which I think would have been more interesting too. Yeah. Um, and- unfortunately, that's not what we got. In terms of the workroom, I'm really fucking disappointed at these all stars. Because so many of them did not know how to sew. I will give Shanji credit right. for at least, like, saying, you know, I took some sewing classes. Yeah, but you know what? She chose a, a really hard fabric to work with. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't work with, 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 with spangled fabrics if you've only had, you know, minimal experience behind the sewing machine. That requires, you know, a lot of knowledge and, you know, and uh, specialized tools. Yeah, I feel that, that was a beginner's mistake for her. But, I mean, at least she did make an attempt. She could have at least noticed if this fabric stretched, yeah. you know? Right, that that kind of blew my mind. It's like, when you buy fabric, don't you, like, pull at it to see if it's stretchy before you sew well, it? Well, apparently, if you don't know much about sewing, you don't. You know, because it's been so long since I was a beginner sewer that it, it's just, that we've all been beginner, you know, since we've all been beginner sewers, that that's just, the first thing you do is, is you, you take the fabric, see how stretchy it is. Yeah. But if you, if you just know enough to know how to do basic stitches on the machine and how things go together you're not going to be thinking about how stretchy yeah. the fabric is you're going to say oh the fabric's got it's sparkly or the fabric's got the right color and go from there but i mean it's not just shangela it's also um dela and Bibi are all like i don't know how to sew and it's like you guys are fucking all-stars like you've been here before right. one of you has won the show yeah right this is like the same thing we were saying last week about snatch game it's like at this point you should know the things that you need to know, especially for all stars. And you know, what is that snatch game is like a big thing. And second is you should know how to fucking sew. I mean, and yeah, I'll give props to Shangela for at least taking two months of sewing lessons and upping her game. But the only person who really knew what the hell she was doing was Trixie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did it really well. I was very, very frustrated with Ben. Like, oh, well, I can put together things with glue sticks and, you know, hot glue sticks and, and a stapler. It's like, that's not your level it's at this good point. to be able to do that it's good to have that in your bag of tricks because you never know what's gonna fucking happen i've made entire costumes out of glue sticks before and they've won awards but i mean at the like shangela might have had problems with her fabric but at least shangela knows how to run her sewing machine now yeah whereas dela and bb and were completely lost well asha also yes. knew how to sew and asha did in fact asha helped bb which we will talk about in a bit. And also when it came, we, they were talking about the soup cans yes. also. And BB's, you know, as Trixie said, we're not making food, we're making, you know, a can. So some of the choices, like Aja was like totally 
off the again off yeah. the mark. I don't know what she was thinking. It's kind of like the needy girl. She just like didn't actually grasp what they were supposed yeah. to be doing. I mean, she 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 kind of grasped it, but it didn't process fully because you know she she's talking about her. You know, she saw obviously she sees herself completely differently from how the judges see her and how the audience see her because she's going to think about being sweet and sparkly and it's like, oh girl, you're not that at all. No. Yeah. I mean, she's candy colored. She likes to wear a lot of kawaii stuff and, you know, like past, you know, bright pastels and stuff, but she's not, this is somebody who does like Santeria on stage. That's not sweet to me. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, it's cool and it's different, but it's not sweet. And, you know, she's not kimchi. Mm-hmm. I'm really bothered by how little I know about BB. We've had now a season and a half with BB, and I have no idea what the fuck BB is other than foreign. She's foreign, and right. and, and, and and she's a, a Rustan. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, and, but we don't know anything. No, you're right. We don't know. Her, we know her personality. That's her personality is very private. Yeah, and I mean, like that's what came off on the challenge. It's like. There was nothing that she gave me that branded her other than foreign and elegant. Right. Yeah, I'm from Cameroon, and here's my peanut yeah. soup. Right. So, but at least she didn't. At least she didn't call that soup. <laughs> Thank yeah. goodness for that. Like, why didn't Ben learn to sew? Are you serious? And one of the things that Ren and I were at DragCon New York last year, we went to a panel of pageant queens, and the pageant queens were talking very much about learning to sew and learning to design their own costumes, and how that actually helps you find yourself, and that ties in with the branding, and is. You know, as cosplayers, all of us, it kind of ties in with the same thing. When you make something, even if it doesn't work out, just out of your own sweat and blood and time, you learn a lot about yourself and your, your strengths and things. And it helps you sort of find your, your personality and what works for you and what doesn't. Indeed. And all the, the pageant queens recommended highly, like, make you, learn to sew, learn to make your own costumes. Because then even if you have somebody who's a costumer later, you can talk to them better and you can tell them what you want. Or You, you can, can learn them. what your body shape is and what is most flattering on you. I mean, that's why you have, like, Bianca Del Rio, who's an amazing seamstress and is able to win the show wearing the same silhouette because she knows what looks good on her. And she knows how to match, how, how to, uh... Mix it up enough that that, yes. that even though it's the same silhouette, it's not the same dress. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and also I think if I remember correctly, Bianca was actually a professional uh, costumer a for Broadway yeah. shows. Was, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, even if I mean, at least Shangela has learned some skills, and it's just like again, we're like ten years into the show, ten, twelve seasons, whatever, because I can't count right now. Um, and it's amazing to me that certain people just can't grasp that you have to learn to sew, even like basic stuff. I still get pissed off when people who like have never been on the show don't learn anything. But when you're coming back for All-Stars, seriously, yeah. you have already been there before. And usually the first challenge of a regular season is a sewing challenge. So basically all yeah. of them have gone yeah. through a sewing challenge. So at least like YouTube a couple of things. Yeah, really. Yeah, um, so so the, the, the queens were sewing or not sewing. And Aja actually helped Bibi, which I thought was very nice of Aja yes. to do. Uh, because maybe couldn't get certain things done. And Trixie um, helped Shanji yeah. uh, as kind of payback right. for uh, not eliminating her last week. Yes, because Shangela didn't know that her fabric didn't stretch. The Shangela sounds like me when I'm sewing in terms of cursing at the sewing machine and screaming why is this not working? Because she seemed to be having bobbin yes. issues, which is for some reason always happens to me. Yeah, so. there's a lot of tension. Well, this, it, 
part of function of the fabric she was using. Probably they're definitely the wrong needle yeah. and the wrong tension. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, if her needles kept on breaking, it was because she was using a spangly fabric. So the needle kept on hitting the, like, hard piece of fabric. The spangles are breaking, yeah. Right. Yeah, and the, the one thing that made me sad is, like, you know, when I even when I buy fabric or whatever, I will ask them, you know, if you don't know and you're not, like, fabric savvy... You know, you go to Joanne's, you go to Mood, you go to somewhere. You ask them about the fabric. Will it? Can I do this? Will it work with that? And I'm, I'm surprised that Shangela didn't think to ask somebody who might know better. But it happens. You know, and also I guess it was sort of the haha, you know, comedic bit of the show that oh look, she made this thing and now she can't get into it. Of course, it also looks like they don't have a wide selection of different fabrics. No, they they yeah. all kind of look like the same fabric, just in different colors. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what they're. I mean, sometimes with challenges, they actually have the pile of yeah. fabric or the box of stuff you have to use. This time, it seemed like they brought their own, unless there was the the like, this the big rack of mood stuff. There was the wall. It was the yeah, it was the wall yeah. of mood fabrics, and that was all. That's all pretty much sparkly, or it's like you know, like a organza, yeah. or it's like you know, it looked like some satin. Yeah, well, this was also satins there, but stuff that stuff that is a bitch to work with unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. But it's also all disco fabric, so I guess... And I mean, you've got some queens that will come and bring patterns with them that they know fit them. Because I think that's right. part of the yeah. rules, that you are allowed to bring, like, patterns with you. It's, you know, basically as long as it, stuff can fit into your bag. Yeah, it would make sense because I know, you know, Bianca kept doing this, her traditional, not traditional, but her, her normal silhouette, and I would be shocked if she could just do that off the top of her I head. actually would not be surprised if she could yeah that's true because she's bianca and she's like well because awesome well, since she worked professionally as a draper so and also we saw again that asha was being way overconfident yes. in terms of what she was doing yeah it's here. like oh yeah i could sew oh yeah i got this nailed oh well, yeah here's the thing she actually the garment she does come up with is actually very well constructed as a piece i thought it was actually very beautiful and we'll get into you know i, I actually think this episode could be subtitled the tragedy of aja because yeah no i mean things just went badly she, she's just kind of clueless you know it's like what she did was not terrible it just mixed, missed the mark it was completely off for what they were actually yeah. asking people to do so which is a shame because yeah it was nicely constructed and it was it fit her well, and she yeah. looked really good. It just was not. It just was not very disco. Okay. First, we had the soup cans. Unfortunately, Asha was like completely again, as we were saying, off the mark in terms of branding herself. It gave the judges weren't wrong. She gave us nothing that was Asha. Yeah, well, it it wasn't Asha, and it didn't come off as soup. Yeah, it's like sugar tits. Is that a soup? Is it? You know, candy. What? Is it a dessert it, topping? Is it floor wax? Yeah. I, I also find the name <laughs> yeah. unfortunate because as soon as I hear that, I think of Mel Gibson. <laughs> yes. So yeah, double double plus on yeah. good there. Yeah. And also, as I pointed out, Asha also doesn't pad, which is her choice. But therefore, she's not known as like you know, if somebody like Jane Mansfield had called herself Sugar Tits, at least yeah, she's got a fake rack. Asha generally tends to have boy silhouette, so she's not even like busty. So that it didn't really was like way off the mark i i don't know what the point of that was uh then we had shangela's hello hello loops and it was perfect it was it was absolutely shangela yeah. yeah i really liked um on the bottom there she had the fish jumping through the yeah the o's. oh yeah yeah that was good 
and, and as we were saying, you know, she likes to tie everything in to being fish, but it, it worked. It was really, really good. And that, again, that screamed mm-hmm. Shangela. You knew it was her. Trixie's pep abysmal was, um, I yeah. thought that was great. Well named. I thought she really. <laughs> yeah, no, Trixie's, Trixie's very good at branding herself. And I mean, she said that. She yeah. does that very well. Yeah, it worked. Very, this was a challenge that I felt like was made just for her um, in a good way because she really just, she ran with it. And had fun with it and yeah. did it right. So Kennedy, I just went, huh? What? What is this grandma um, thing? Yeah, the grandma thing threw me. I didn't get up. Yeah, it was like bad branding again. I got none of Kennedy's personality there. BB's was weird and blah. It was also, you know, I, I understand that BB is like, you know, she likes to wear darker colors and she's very like muted most of the time. It was just a boring label. It was like brown on yeah. brown on brown. I would never eat that soup. It was. No. It it looked there. Awful. You know, it looked not tasty. There is actually cool African food, but BB did not even bring that yeah. to it. It was just kind of like blah. And there was so much more I feel like she could have done. As- Especially if she was going for the spicy, elegant, whatever. Yeah, it was not a spicy can. Oh. Yeah. No, it was just boring. And of course, Ben was terminally delightful as usual. And again, branded herself very, very well. She was totally, that was totally her. I think Shanji, Trixie, and Dela for the soup challenge, they got what they needed to do and they did it. Right. Yeah. And it was funny. It was cute. Um, it wasn't over the, I mean, it was over the top in the right way. It, it just, yeah, they, they, they all knew what they can brand themselves very, very well. And then we had the runway challenge, which was disco queens. Yeah. Now two of the three of us grew up in the sixties and seventies. I mean, I, we were in high school, junior high school and late high school. Um, I went to a teen disco. I never went to an actual full blown, you know, studio 54 or anything. Yeah. I went to a teen disco once or twice too. It was very silly. Yeah. We had a local ice cream disco and I had a friend who, um, who was Mexican, uh, who actually came to the States and she loved to dance. So I used to go with her just so she had a dance partner, which was kind of funny. That's how I learned to disco dance. And I was like totally a punker. So it was like really weird, but it was fun because, you know, I, I had a friend. The disco fashions here. Let's discuss. First, Aja. Aja never looked better. She is. This is like the best look she's right. ever turned out. She was gorgeous. It was well made. She was just beautiful. The hair was fantastic. But the, the problem was, though, it was screaming 1969 Vogue magazine. Exactly. Yeah. Studio 54. Yeah. Yeah. It was like very Sharon Tate. Yeah. Um, you know, with Brigitte, she said Brigitte Bardot hair, but it kind of reminded me of Sharon mm-hmm. also. Yeah. It was beautiful, but it was just like five years too early yeah 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 no i, th- I thought the the garment was well constructed i thought it looked gorgeous on her the makeup the hair everything looked good but it and this is why it was so tragic is because everything about it was so good but not for this challenge and i think that's why she was so upset later because she kind of realized it but it, it made me sad because she's 23 years old so and i hear this from some younger people well that was before my time i don't need to know but you do and rue was right to point out that the whole point of being there is pop culture you need to know your history you can't just like live in the now i, I mean one of the things that i will give to aja is that the fact that they're not allowed to use the internet or anything like that so i mean like if i were in that situation or if i were if i had to come up with something and it's like come up with something from the 70s the first thing i would do is you know go on the internet and look up you know references to you know oh here's stuff that i want to do because well, I mean, like, you guys have seen my documentation from, from different costumes I've done. And, you know, well, I have pages and pages and pages of reference photos. And right. so when you're in this bubble and you only have, like, two days to do it, I, I think maybe if she had had more time and was actually able to, like, do some research, maybe she would have turned out something that was more appropriate. 
but it's just you know she she just kind of floundered in in the moment so so yeah i feel really bad for her i do too because I, I, she did look beautiful it was one of the nicest looks i think she turned yeah. out i mean i don't know maybe it's just you know when i hear disco i think of you know satin shorts you know hot pants short little dresses the lots of you know, cross dress you know that's sort of yeah, yeah wrap dresses, dresses yeah. a lot of spandex um it was also some other fa- not lycra it was another fabric that kiana farrah fawcett hair you know and I almost feel like maybe if she had had like Farrah Fawcett hair, she might have been able to pull off the outfit because the outfit yeah. did kind yeah. of like straddle. But the fact that the way that she had done her hair really set her into the 60s, that just kind of everything yeah. was ruined yeah. by it. And it's a shame because, like, you know, we said she she turned out a beautiful look. It just didn't fit the challenge. Then came Shangela. Why, oh, honey, Shangela. why? That I saw that and there's like, oh, my dear, you're at the bottom this week, aren't you? Yeah. It was... Oh, it's off. Yeah, her hair and makeup were fabulous. The hair was totally 70s. The makeup was totally 70s. But what was going on with the Shanji has this problem every season she's in where she's adding like these really weird accessories to her costumes to try and make up for the deficit of not being able to make costumes. And usually it's those accessories that bring her down. Like she has her corn thing that, you know, really destroyed her. But with this... I actually think that if she had done that tinsel dress, like without the records on it and without that plate on her head, it would have looked really cute. It would have read as like this disco kind of, you know, diva, like I'm performing at Studio 54, not just that I'm attending there. There, But I don't know if she was trying to cover up what was underneath because it did look like she just kind of had a band of fabric and like a band of fabric across her breasts and a band like on the you know for a skirt and oftentimes queens have been like red for filth for doing that kind of stuff but so she's like i'm gonna cover it up with these records but the records were too much she really needed to do singles and not a whole album (laughs) to be so tiny that might have worked and you know but it it kind of reminded me of like her disco interpretation of i think it was gold diggers of 1939 oh yeah yeah where they were wearing like the gold coins and stuff on their body. Yeah, and also, I mean, another thing about disco, and maybe it's just my age, a lot of it was simple because you were yeah. dancing and stuff. So a lot of it was like all one color. There were, I mean, the only, there was jewelry, like gold chains and stuff, but there wasn't a lot of tchotchkes and stuff on yeah. the dress. It wasn't like. That's why I think that if it had just been like the tinsel dress, that would have worked so much better for the era because that yeah. would have been really simple. That would have been something that would have moved with you when you're dancing. I think that would have worked really well. But Shanji just always goes that one extra step yeah yeah i think if she'd if she'd done a simple dress and still kept the thing on her head she might have gotten away with it i mean the record on that it wasn't great but move back moved yeah back. so it didn't cover oh, oh the, she yeah. said what happened with that headpiece on twitter and that was that it broke right before this going to go on stage and so she went back to the workroom to glue it on but she, instead of gluing it to the, to the band around her head she actually glued it to her forehead oh no and so couldn't move it at that <laughs> oh, point God. She didn't, she didn't, oh, run, and then hadn't realized she had done that until you know after after it had already stuck good and proper. Oh no! Oh, that poor thing. Yeah, because it, like I said, her hair was like so totally like Donna Summer, you know, Chaka Khan, whatever. Yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, it was, and her face looked beautiful. It was just from the neck down that she was a hot mess. Then Trixie, um, and I just want to point out, um, we can't show a picture of it unfortunately on the internet or on. Uh, Twitter, but there's a live action Barbie doll from 1971. Living Barbie! Yeah, the the live action Barbie on stage where she's actually wearing like a tie-dyed 
jumpsuit with the same hair and the same headband that's almost identical to Trixie. So I'm not quite sure why they kept saying Trixie was so disco because she really was like 1971-ish to me. Yeah, but, even with the velour because that was more of an early 70s fabric that that, yeah. that that mid to late 70s fabric yeah yeah I, I it was an odd i mean i think she looked fabulous and she was the one of the few people who actually sewed and sewed to her body and i'm glad she won but it was just a little annoying because mc i'll show you the picture later because i know ren knows what i'm talking mm. about but it was funny because they were talking about oh your disco barbie you know the disco barbie was wearing pink satin dresses yeah said the barbie expert here <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i feel like she could have gotten away with the i mean the jumpsuit did look really good but i think she could have made it more disco if maybe she'd done like a big wide collar on it rather than it being very tied up but she's been doing that a lot lately like i said it was a very 1971 silhouette and it frustrated me because i was like i wanted to like run in there and show a picture of that to rue and like no 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 this is why are you saying this is disco it's not disco kennedy i thought kennedy's hair and makeup again wow that, that, that whole headpiece was was fabulous with, with the hair yeah. and everything it was just it's stunning yeah uh, and her makeup i just thought the glitter and the glitter lipstick looked beautiful the bodysuit was okay it just you know they were getting hit for wearing just plain bodysuits like was it an episode one yeah. Where it was like, I don't want to see any more bodysuits and boots. So we had two bodysuits on those. Yeah. The and what the hell was that belt? I just the belt was ugly. what it was supposed to be. It was like, yeah. is it, it looked like more like, you know, like a circuit board, maybe? Or like, you know, or like, it looked like more like an 80s belt than, than like, you know, like kind of trying to be Devo kind of belt than, than like anything from the 70s. And I was just like, what? One of these things don't matter. Yeah, I, I feel like if it was 70s, then it was like late 70s, like Flash Gordon movie, you know, like trying to be like very <laughs> like, sci-fi serial. I I liked her outfit. I thought it was fairly well constructed. I mean, like, I think the reason why the bodysuits weren't dinged is because they did try to do something different with them compared to the first episode. And also they made them themselves. So I think that. And also props to them for making body suits within like two days because that's hard yeah yeah i mean i think if if um kennedy had, had a skirt with that i would have liked it more just because it, it again body suits yeah. but i i really like the drape and the long the, the asymmetrical and i love the sleeve and stuff i thought that worked really well it was just like kind of from the waist down it was with the belt and then it was just kind of blah it wasn't bad then next came bb and she was i wrote down she looked perfect because she looked like the love child of diana ross and donna summer yeah me. pretty much she looked good but i'm i'm bored i'm yeah. bored because bb looks like bb all the time and i don't really feel that she's reaching at all and so i mean yeah it fit the challenge but it's like i want to see her be creative and it's always like these these black dresses and she's always kind of got like the wild hair so i don't know but it fit the challenge yeah. this time yeah. i think yeah and then ben i said i mean i love ben you know i, I love dela and i usually like rah 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 i thought that was kind of not her best again a bodysuit i like the hair and makeup i felt a little more 60s to me than 70s also with that uh rap thing she had on um, and the patterns in, in the headband and the, the accessories and stuff I, it felt to be very much joanne Worley. yeah and it was not very well constructed that that's the type of thing that i would put together where it's like i have two hours to make a costume so i'm gonna like rush on it yeah and again you know it was just a bodysuit there was nothing on the bottom it just didn't it i was very disappointed in, in that particular look from so i felt really bad for dela though because she's been doing so well she's being graded on a different level than the others and they the judges have said that outright yeah and i actually felt for her because i mean not to brag but when i was in school especially when i was a kid i used to get the same thing i was like you know 
you know, Jen is not working up to her potential. We know she can do more. And other people who were doing half as much were getting like, you know, all the kudos in the world because apparently, you know, they're, they're, the expectation levels were so low. And it really sucks when you're like, you know, when you're always having to be on and, you know, at 150% because you can't just be yourself. But at least she was safe. Like, it would have really sucked if yeah. they yeah. had her in the bottom. Yeah. Asia got tasked for not knowing her pop culture and not knowing how to say Frangeli, which is a shame. But I think th- I think part of that, not in a mean way, I think part of it's just that's her age. That she's young and, and not as experienced. And, and so does... And now she knows the, the importance of know, knowing, you know, pop culture history and now we'll be doing research. The, I felt yeah, so bad when they were uh, reading her for not knowing how to pronounce Frangeli. I mean, it's like they should have turned it into a Versace joke to at least cut it a little bit. Right. Or a rigor, mor- rigor Morris <laughs> or a sequence yeah. dress. And I, I still know people who actually like will call it who are not drag race people who actually have said sequence in terms of dresses. And I, I want to scream. But yeah, I, it, it's a shame because I felt like she was getting hit and hit harder than other people might have been. I was, I was happy to see that Trixie was elated when she won. I mean, she was kind of like trip, you know jumping around and, and, and just uh, skipping in. And, and it was good to see her like upbeat because she's been pretty down. And, you know, as we've been saying, do you feel like Ben might have thrown it this week? I mean, aside from just I'm tired and I'm kind of overwhelmed. You think, do you think, I mean, whether it was per- on purpose or not, do you think that was kind of a... No, I just don't think Ben's very good at constructing outfits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I was a Trixie who was saying that Trent, he thought that uh, Shangela's outfit was the worst ever. I don't think that was the worst ever. No, no, I know we've seen much worse, especially from Chi Chi. We've seen worse on Shangela. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of unfair. But what I liked about Shangela during during the judges' critique was that she owned it. She knew she was a hot mess, and she's like, you know, I took so many lessons, and I still failed. At, but this is, you know, so just like here I am, and I did what I could. And yeah, this sucks. Yeah. And she was cool with that, you know? Yeah. But props to her for not because she didn't start arguing with the judges or coming getting defensive or making up excuses. Yep. It just, yeah. So she owned it, yeah. Which is yeah. what you should do. You know, if you're going to go out, at least go out gracefully. Yeah. You know, Thorgy. <laughs> Instead of being, you know, a petulant little Whiner. so-and-so yeah. about it. So, and then, of course, we got another Game of Thrones reference from Shangela about making alliances and Daenerys Targaryen. And is Trixie going to be, you know, Cersei Lannister or Jon Snow? Which is interesting because if Trixie's Jon Snow, that means we've got a creepy <laughs> coming up. Um, spoilers. Or does that mean that Trixie is actually uh, Shangela's nephew? So um, there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of deliberations again. And then we had our lip sync. Um, Also, BB won and I just felt like that was a weird win. I did not think, especially with that soup can, that BB deserved that win. But I don't know who should have won instead. Other than Trixie, I think the problem is there were so few people who could win. Yeah, but in the moment they said it was, you know, a lip sync to to a Diana Ross song. It's like, okay, BB won. Just going on about it. it. It's almost like it was set up. So that baby yeah. could have a chance to actually win something. So it doesn't look like she's just, you know, safe all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it that... depends on how, if, you know, she's a mole or not. And if they're trying to cover tracks for her being a mole, I don't know. Yeah. That, that, that's the only excuse that makes sense. I mean, it's not an excuse, but that's the only thing that really makes sense because yeah, the lip sync was like, as soon as they said lip sync, like Trixie versus BB, I was like, oh, BB's going to win the lip sync hands down. Because Trixie's not that great a lip Yeah, and also, I mean, just the song, and I mean, like, the way they were dressed. Right. Like, it was tailor-made for BB to win. Yeah, I don't know what Trixie was thinking by coming out with the cowgirl and the gingham and the, to a Diana Ross song. <laughs> it was like, 
Yeah, I know. It was just like, oh, come on, girl. You can do, like, try to do something different. This is not a Dolly Parton song, you know? This is not country. Do something different. It's Diana mm-hmm. Ross. But, yeah. And, and B.B. Slated, anyway. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's her That's her thing. So, yeah, that felt like a big hand handout. And we'll see where that goes after this week. I think B.B. just doubled her money because she got a $10,000 tip. And isn't that what she won at the end of season one? Or 20000 yeah, yeah. So she 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 made money, which may be the other thing to give her a win. So she's getting paid off. Yeah, could be. You know, so she because she did not get a lot considering everybody else's wins. But Asha deserved the chop because Shanji's been incredible, and I think they were both looking at rightly so that they were looking at at the overall track record, despite the arguments about what they yeah, should be. I'm doing. I'm very interested in what this Revenge of the Queens is going to be because you had our handmaids come out. And there were only three of them. One of them was definitely Chi-Chi because one of the three was African-American. And Chi-Chi's the only African-American. One of them, I'm pretty sure, the one in the middle, I'm pretty sure was Asha because I was looking, there's tattoos. The arms, the tattoos on the arms looked right. And the only other person I can think of, the first one, I think it's Morgan. Because I have a feeling Milk and Thorgy have burned bridges and are, didn't come back. Huh. But I don't know. I mean, it just seems really weird to like not bring them all back. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was. So Unless there's something else, that, there's a second level to this that we don't know yeah. about i don't know this whole season seems to be really scripted yeah and not in a good way yeah and and definitely like leading people in a certain direction as compared to others so even when not scripted there's still things being set up to keep certain people in and other people not despite what rue says right um and then next week we're gonna have uh, kitty girl supergroup and i was really excited to see emma bunton it's gonna be one of the judges so. we've got baby, baby spice, spice. so yeah so we had our revenge finally sort of kind of mm-hmm. And we'll find out what the payoff on this is next week. So I guess that's it for the Andy Warhol. Unless we've got, well, we have to do our, our charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent segment. Yes. So charisma. Uh, uh, I would uh, probably say Shangela for the way she did yeah. with the judges. And also I'd say nerve also as well for, for Shangela for just the way she dealt with the judges. Uh, and, yeah. with her. and also I, I would give her nerve in a positive way also for just attempting to sew and having taken lessons. I mean, it, it failed, but at least mm-hmm. she tried. Yeah, and she, and, and, and she you know, was amused by it. And, and it wasn't like, didn't go off and sulk about mm-hmm. it or anything. She's like, oh man, this is such a fail. You know, let's. Yeah, she didn't blame this. Oh, well, the sewing machine didn't work for me. And oh, it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. yeah. I think she was there. Uh, in terms of uniqueness, I don't know, was anybody that unique this week? I mean, it's like trying to think of anybody. Asha was unique in a bad way. Just by getting the wrong yeah. decade. Yeah. Okay, we can give her that. And then in terms of talent, I thought Trixie was very I would say Trixie, yeah. Trixie kind of... Trixie, Trixie's yeah. Yeah, sewing ability, yeah. Yeah, and also yeah. her soup can. Yeah. Because I think she just... she The, the talent and the ability to, to brand yourself is definitely something good. And this is the first time that Trixie has really stood out. And I think... Is it the first time First she time ever. Yes, ever. So, yeah, so well done, Trixie. Deserved. Even though I'm still going to argue about 1971 versus disco. <laughs> So anyway, that's the end of this episode, but we actually have additional special stuff to talk about because we got the reveals for season two. Yeah, it's going to be starting re- like right after uh, All Stars is over, which is kind of weird, but you know, we'll roll with it. Yeah, they're, they're yep. sort of shooting their whole wad right there, going from one to the other. They have nothing to show in the fall. Yeah. Well, I, and I think, I know they're already um, casting for season 11 because as I said, if you go to the World of Wonder website, they're the 
application forms are up there and they've been I've seen a couple of things on social media like saying you know are you interested in doing season 11 blah 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 I have a list of all the uh, from I guess Entertainment Weekly of all the different queens and where they're from and also their Instagram and or social media stuff and then um, we also had there was the big reveal uh, video and then there was a Facebook live thing that I think none of us got to see yet uh, with Sasha after the show uh, but there were also the Meet the Queen videos mm -hmm which I think we all got to see. So I guess we can go over first impressions and if there are any. So I'm going to go in alphabetical order because that's what my list is here. Uh, so the first person was uh, Aisha O'Hara, who's from Dallas. And Aisha is a 30-something. And I thought from her video, she was very personable. And she mentioned she's a creator. She's a creative mm -hmm. type, yeah. which I kind of like. She so. had too many words, though, to describe her aesthetic. It's pretty much like she's just like, I picked this word from the dictionary, and then this word from the dictionary, and this word from the dictionary. And, and it was sounding a bit of a mess by the time she finished her sentence. One of her social media things, or the, the blurbs about her, said she's also a costume designer. Mm -hmm. So, again, at least somebody who clearly knows how to sew. Now, she's one of the few queens that I'd actually heard about prior to this announcement. And I will talk a little bit more about that in a second once we get to somebody else. Uh, I, I think that it's going to be interesting to see what she does. So, All right. The next person on the list um, I actually had heard of only because they've done some modeling for Rockstar Wigs. And that's Aquaria. Aquaria is a... I don't know. She's very young. 20 21 year old 21 year old from Brooklyn New York and she mentioned that I saw two different things one in her video she said that Sharon Needles was her uh, sort of her drag mentor and then somewhere else they said Sharon was actually her drag mom no I I have an Aquaria is somebody else that I'd heard of before mostly because of the connection with Sharon and here is the thing that I think is really interesting and I think the producers are you know like poking things asia o'hara is fifi's drag mom okay i was wondering because of the o'hara i was gonna so yeah they're definitely setting some kind of potential drama up yeah and i mean asia has been around for long enough that i'm betting this is probably not her first time auditioning for the show yeah because she's 30 something and aquaria aquaria's 21 and she said she's been watching the shows in season one and it sounds like she just was able to do it this year i think this is the first time that she's been like eligible yeah they have to be 21 to do it yeah, yeah so i think like it in my mind the producers went oh we've got sharon's drag daughter let's bring in fifi's drag mom to see what happens perhaps and aquaria that was giving me a, a real william vibe you know kind of that, you know, a, that. loud obnoxious play kind of stupid you know yeah she was very very confident perhaps yes. too confident because it was all like, look at me, I'm this, I'm that, and I'm 21 and I know everything. Yeah, but and... she can't be that confident if she has to put her name on everything in really large yeah. letters. And I have heard rumors that she's going to be a real shit stirrer for this season. Yeah, and I, it's a shame because like the Rockstar wig thing she did was a, sort of a, a calaveras, um, so it was a skeleton in a beautiful red dress. Like, visually, she's a uh -huh. beautiful model, but I, other than that, no clue as to where this is going to go, but it should be interesting. Uh, the next person was the only person I'd actually heard of who was definitely on the show other than Eureka it was Blair St. Clair and the reason I knew about Blair St. Clair was apparently she actually had uh, broken her parole back in Indiana because of her DWI charge she was not supposed to leave oh. the state and she left the state because she got on the show Oh, so there was some like legal stuff about that oh yeah I think I remember hearing about that yeah yeah it was like the only person that was definitively on there other than Eureka um, she's 22 um, one thing I did say is I really like the 60s look that mm. she was oh that was beautiful I mean it was it was just perfect it was very 60s Go -go girl. I mean, the lip and nail color was perfect for like from that mid 1960s mod look that that kind of tangerine color was so big then. And she also she mentioned like a lot of great icons, including Anne Margaret 
and a few others. She, unlike Aja, who's the same age as she is, she knows her history and at least her like fashion history, pop culture stuff. So I thought I, she's beautiful. I don't know what her whether what her talents will be, but she claims to be multi talented. So we'll find out. She was the one who's very very much a Broadway queen, right? Well, one of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she says she's a Broadway baby. I couldn't find any. I looked her up and I couldn't find any. I, unless it's under her own name, I could not find any actual proof that she's been on Broadway. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean she hasn't been. Well, I think a Broadway queen it means that you're into that whole Broadway aesthetic as opposed to not necessarily right. being on Broadway. Yeah. Well, yeah, which would be somebody like Alexis Michelle or whoever. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of got good vibes from Blair. Um, the next came Dusty Ray Bottoms, who is 29 and also from New York and is a Broadway queen and a, a musical theater queen and also claims to be very artsy. So it was giving me very a softer acid Betty vibe. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the funky yeah. eyebrows, which at least keeps her, uh, lets her yeah. stand out. So Wh- you know Which I wouldn't mind a softer acid Betty because I really liked acid Betty except for the fact that acid Betty was an asshole. And uh, she did have talent. In fact, um, when we were at the uh, nine from nine at DragCon, um, acid Betty did a very, very funny shtick there. Um, so yeah. she's got talent. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see with Dusty Ray. Um, next came Eureka and I'm so happy that Eureka is coming. Oh, back. so I am I. Yeah. Eureka last season and it's good to see her. Her knee is better, etc. Um, it's a, but I, it's interesting because she'll have an edge because she's already been there, done that, and kind of knows how things go. So more confidence mm-hmm. for Eureka. But. Yeah, she's, she's, she is sounding really thirsty though in her intro video. Yeah. And that, that could be a good thing. Yeah, I think she she's definitely has the fire in the belly and wants to go forward. So we'll see where that goes. Next came Calorie Kardashian-Williams, who is from Albuquerque. And she is 27 years old. Does a mutual friend of ours know her? And the answer is yes, or at least she's seen her. That would be yes, Andy. Uh, who was on our first episode. Yeah, no, I Calorie seems like uh, somebody that I'm going to be watching. That I, I, I definitely yeah. like the look of her. Yeah, I thought she was cute. I thought that she was funny, you know, and, and, and she's she's kind of a, you know, there was a sense of absurdity about how she was describing herself and her, her aesthetic and stuff like that, which really, I really like. Yeah, and I like the fact that she's also, she called herself a big girl, and I would say she's like a medium-sized girl as compared to somebody like Latrice or Eureka, but she's not a skinny rink either. She's gay big. She's gay big. You know, she's like a size 16, you know? The fact that she said she actually wanted to be known for being kind, I thought was rather sweet and rather mm-hmm. different. Because you don't hear that a lot. I mean, like somebody like Aquaria definitely is not a be kind sort of person. So Next came Mayhem Miller, who is, uh, she doesn't list her age online, which is interesting. Well, didn't it, was, there. it was actually on the uh, casting page that she was 31 and from Nashville. Um, that's Cameron. I'm sorry. sorry. I jumped... I jumped ahead. Yeah, no, I, I said Mayhem because I Oh, Mayhem's 35 read. from Riverside, California. Right, yeah, we might as well, we'll, we'll go back to Cameron. Um, interestingly about Mayhem, um, Pandora Box was all excited about her being on the show after the announcements came out. And apparently she has a drag sister of Raven, Morgan, Delta Work, and Detox. Huh. So, yeah, there's that's like an all-in-the-family kind of thing, so... I didn't realize all of them were in the same drag family. I didn't either. That's just no, it's the same family so much as like I think they work the same circuit, okay. the same clubs in yeah. LA. Yeah, it's listed as they were drag sisters, so maybe it's not the same drag family, but they're definitely related. And like I said, Pandora was like over the moon that she was on the show, so obviously Mayhem has got is well known and. You know, she's just somebody with more experience. So having skipped it, let me go back to Cameron Michaels, who's from Nashville. And she is 31. Yes. And she is the, she uh, calls herself the muscle queen. Bodybuilder Barbie. And, and unlike Milk, not wearing a suit. <laughs> I thought she was interesting because from her description of herself, she sounded versatile. And she said she was mm-hmm. diverse. 
So she she doesn't consider herself just a muscle queen. She does a lot more than that. So I think we'll be seeing some interesting things from her. Next came Miss Cracker, who's from New York. And Miss Cracker is uh, Bob the Drag Queen's drag daughter. And she's uh, 33. And she calls herself the Jewish Barbie on bath salts, which I kind of found amusing. I look forward to seeing stuff from her. I think uh, yeah. I, I think she's going to end up being funnier than she looks like she should be. Yeah, well, she she builds herself as a comedy queen, so that's hopeful. Yeah, I liked her. I liked her outfit because it's a really nice take on the whole you know um, Diamond Zargob's best friend slash material girl outfit. And I know some people were giving her flack for, like, making fun of Bianca Del Rio. And I'm like, dude, like, if she's Bob's drag daughter, then she's friends with Bianca, so. And plus she's from New York, so I think, you know, a lot of them are, you know, a lot of New York queens hang out together. So, yeah. I mean, because Bob's always giving Bianca shit, too. Because they love each other. And Bianca gives everybody shit. Well, exactly, because she's Bianca. Exactly. The next queen after that, I actually heard of, but I think it's only because I've seen her name on um, stuff for, oh, I'm blanking now. The name of uh, Sasha's shows, Nightgowns. And that's Money uh, Exchange. Um, She's from the Bronx, so go Bronx. Uh, She's got, actually got an opera singing background. Oh, she has a, yeah, there's Greek in it, in the opera performance, apparently. Yeah, which I think is fascinating. Again, something a little different. And she's 27. She seemed, like, confident and also funny. And she described herself as, like, silly and crazy, which I think is good. I, I She seemed to have a good attitude towards things. And like I said, I think she's part of the, like, New York circuit with, like, Sasha and some of those people. So I think that'll be... It's a different vibe again. And also, I think she said that she was kind of old school and new school at the same time. So it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. where she goes from that. Yeah, there are a number of queens who are saying that they were old school and new school at the same time. And I'm like, okay, let's see how you pull that off. The next person was Monique Hart from Kansas City Mo. She's 31. She called herself a glam queen. And she was also quoting Latrice Royale. So I don't know if she's connected to Latrice, but anybody who quotes Latrice can't be all bad. Yeah, and I, I, I got a lot of confidence from her. Not a lot else yet, but... You know, time will tell. Yeah, she she was kind of meh in the in the video. She was like, "Okay, I've heard this thing from other queens before, so and they've not fared well. So we'll see. So hopefully, she'll avoid that and actually do well." Right. And the next one was the Vixen. She's twenty six from Chicago. Um, she was talking about t- Tyra Sanchez. So um, I'm yeah. just I'm not here for that. Yeah, because she was very much. Oh yeah, Tyra was a, was a bitch and still beautiful. And I'm that, and I want to be the end like that too. I'm like, oh good, okay, shut up now. <laughs> And she also considered herself a showgirl, which is like, yeah, that's nice. You know, Chanel was a showgirl too, and that didn't get her too far. So yeah, as soon as she was quoting Tyra, I kind of like rolled my eyes and next. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm disappointed in that the Chicago queen is kind of like, meh. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, the Chicago, what are the, I'm trying to think of the other Chicago queens right now. All I can think of is Kimora. Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebe is a Chicago queen. Phoebe. Um, and kimchi. Kimchi. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But we yeah. love kimchi. We're all, we all love kimchi here. Next was uh, Vanessa Vanji Mateo, who is Alexis Mateo's drag daughter. Alexis Mateo's drag daughter. And I love Alexis. So oh, I love Alexis, hoping... yeah. Yeah, she seemed very low energy in her video, which kind of made me sad. But And she called herself a ghetto girl meets a stripper pole. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's the best way to describe yourself, but we'll see where she goes from that. But, uh, you know, because she's connected to Alexis, I'm hoping. Because I think she may be the only uh, Latina queen yeah, of this so. season. And then last was uh, Yuha Hamasaki, who's 27, also from New York. And it was interesting. I noted that there are five out of the 14 are... Uh, queens are from New York this year. And Yua is uh, multi-talented. She dances, she does comedy, and she does sewing because she also does designs for Bob the Drag Queen and Peppermint, amongst others. So she's a professional costumer. And um, she also considers herself campy and futuristic, which I kind of like. And I like her sort of like 
you know, funky 1980s vi- music video futuristic outfit. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. I, well, I'm kind of hoping, like, especially if she's, you know, named after a Japanese celebrity to see some, like, the J-pop aesthetic from her. That would be nice. I mean, I, I think she's got a different vision of things also, which is nice. It's, you know, so we've got some old school glam. We've got some new school. I don't think we've got anybody who seems like is out there as, let's say, a milk or a Thorgy um, or even a Sasha. Um, but we'll see how people go but it seems like a very strong cast right now and what i liked is at least i didn't write down the number of people but a number of them said i know how to sew one thing i did notice and i mean i guess this is you know not surprising considering we're in season 10 at this point but four of the queens are definitely like connected to previous drag race contestants right we have two who are connected to drag race winners and there are more mm-hmm. connections right. that are coming out so i mean i guess this just kind of happens when you've got at this point what like 120 queens that have been on something around there so there's only so many queens that are kind of you know going to be going on to something like drag race and i think when rue is doing the auditions she actually does like consult with you know some of the you know more prominent contestants especially winners to be like who should i be looking out for it's interesting because almost in a weird way this season is kind of feeling like drag race the next generation i could see that yeah as you said because we've got at least like four drag daughters um actually you said that fifi has said that asia is her uh, asia is a drag mom drag mom if i understand the story correctly what happened is that fifi back when fifi was phoenix basically ripped off uh asia's whole routine and oh boy asia called fifi on it and then fifi's just like well i just really like you and so that's where she got like you know it's like okay well i guess you're my drag daughter now okay Uh, that's so there may not be any love lost there so therefore the drama may be different than we expect so yeah but we have three definitive drag daughters in in the show and i there i think there's gonna be more connections coming out as we go along um and one of the things that's interesting because i have the the press release here um there's actually every episode is gonna be 90 minutes uh it says supersized 90 minute episodes throughout season 10 and it's also returning um we're gonna get the return of untucked on tv so it's the first time it's ever been on vh1 the press release i have says oh it previously had on youtube but it actually was they used to show it on logo oh wow so there's gonna be like two hours of drag race to watch I think so. Every week. Woo-hoo. I'm looking forward to Untucked because I really miss it. And once it moved to YouTube, I got lazy and stopped watching it. I wonder if it's going to go back to being more produced, you know, like it was uh, like preseason uh, seven. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't it might know. because of, of the network. I really liked it the last two few seasons because it, was, it, was, it just seemed more documentary, more natural, yeah. you know, not, not as, right. as forced as, as it did earlier. Yeah. yeah I miss it only because, uh, like I said, I hadn't been watching it. I miss seeing it because I kind of felt like you got a better sense of the queens as per- as people even if it was like a, it, we were getting led in certain ways you got to see a little bit more of them than you would on the show yeah. proper like we said this season all stars everything has been rushed and you're not getting a vibe for anybody even the ones mm-hmm. we like Right. And according to Taru, uh, to celebrate a decade of drag race, we pulled out all the stops. The queens, the challenges, and the shenanigans are all off the off the mother tucking charts. Uh, and I'm thrilled that Untucked is back. Because, Henny, if you ain't watching Untucked, you're only getting half the story. Okay? We're getting a lot of drag race for the 10th yeah. anniversary. Which may be why they're doing it now. Um, but I, it's weird. It's like almost like All-Stars 3 is kind of getting buried by all this now. Yeah. 
considering our reaction to All Stars 3, it's like maybe it should be buried. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but so far it's like, hmm. how many more weeks have we got? Uh, well, it must be like three or four. Three. Actually, have them on the, the wiki. Let me check. The finale it. will probably be final three, so. Yeah, there's actually three more. Ep- it's eight episodes, and then I'm guessing. Yeah, because the last episode is March 15th, so. We've got episode six, which is Handmaids to Kitty Girls. Episode seven, which is My Best Girlfriend's Drag's Maid's Wedding Trip. And then the final one is called A Jury of Their Queers. Um, oh, so yeah, okay. Just, we've got so three more weeks. I have some predictions for the next couple episodes. Well, I mean, My Best Friend's Whatever. That's going to be the makeover one. Yeah, and I'm right. thinking that a jury of their queers. I'm thinking they're going to bring everyone back and there's going to be like a juried panel of who should be the the all-star. Which is what I would I've yeah, so- actually predicted that in the past. So I'm I'm bringing that back out now. That'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's really up in the air right now so what's yeah. going on and um i'm wondering if next week we're going to find out a reveal about bb or not or if they're going to still keep that under wraps for any more weeks assuming that bb actually is a mole and or if he, she's just a terribly mediocre contestant yeah <laughs> for bb's sake i honestly hope she is a mole because otherwise it's not really looking good for her now nah. next week i'm sure we'll have more to say about season 10 because i think there's going to be they're starting to roll out the promotion yeah. for that so i think we'll have a little bit more to discuss and next week as we said we've got the kitty girls girl group to look forward to and baby spice and uh ren will have seen bianca by then so we'll get a report back on uh bianca del rio's show yeah looking forward to that i have the innocent package vip package let me see what that will entail i'm very jealous and very very um, and very very jealous and and actually uh mc aren't you seeing pandora soon or is that Uh, i'm seeing pandora in march so uh once we get to that we'll we'll talk about it okay but there's there's queens everywhere. Yep. Here's a queen. There's a queen. Everywhere. The queens queen, are wild. Queen. You've got a queen, so- and you've got a queen, and you've got a queen. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got queens. queens. So I think this about wraps it up. So until next week, this is Jan and Ren and MC. Bye. And bye. bye. bye.